Hi everyone, Isha here. Just wanted to let you know there's a trigger warning for this episode for rape in the context of Greek mythology. Skip starting at minute 5 to minute 7 and 33 seconds. I also wanted to let you know that we do have a Twitter account at Oshiokiopod. Thank you to Barbara Daly for letting us use her artwork for the podcast. Please enjoy the show. our Sailor Moon podcast. I'm Kim. And I'm Isha. And today's topic is Tuxedo Mask, Mamoru Chiba. So we'll jump right on in with the name analysis. His last name is Chiba, like I just said. Chi from Chikyu, which is the Japanese word for earth, and Ba meaning place. So like the second kanji is basically like the no and everybody else's. Uh, His first name, Mamoru, literally means it's literally the verb to protect. So his name is Protector of the Earth, or Earth Protector, depending on how you want to read it. Um, Which lines up with the fact that he's the Prince of Earth in a past life. His past life name was Endymion. I think only Usagi and Mamochan get past life names. Nobody else does. Everyone else's name is either the same with the Shitano, or they're just the Senshi. Yeah, yeah, they're mostly like their planet names. Um... Mm-hmm. In English, his name was Darian, which I think was to sound like Endymion. And if you know mythology, you know Endymion was uh, the love interest of the Greek goddess Selene. And uh, it's kind of a screwed up story. Um, I mean, it's a it's it's a Greek myth love story, so they're all they're screwed all up. screwed up. Yes, yeah. Um, <laughs> Like, the the nicest one was probably Artemis and Orion, and Orion ended up dead because Apollo got jealous. Okay, everyone in Greek mythology winds <laughs> up dead, and if they don't wind up dead, something worse happens to them. So, like, um, should I tell that myth right now, or should I wait till, uh... Yes. Okay. Actually, <laughs> well, since we're on it, let's just talk about, like, the Selene and Endymion myth. Yeah. So, um... People are, I think, in English, more familiar with Artemis as being the goddess of the moon. But there's an older set of gods who were the gods and goddesses of the moon. You can kind of, I mean, of like the moon, the sun, and the stars. Um, and I think, I think they were titans, right? Yeah, Helios and Selene and Eos. Yeah, so they're from the older set of gods before the Olympians took over. And that's a whole nother story. We won't get into all of that. But Selene was goddess of the moon. And uh, she had a sister named Eos, who was the goddess of um, of the sunrise, of dawn. And uh, dawn fell in love with a guy and wanted him to live forever. And he was granted immortality, but not eternal youth. So he just kind of withered away into a little old man and apparently humans just keep getting smaller and smaller so he grew so old that he became like a cricket was it a cricket or a grasshopper i think it was a cricket yeah so he just grew but i'm not an entomologist so i don't really know the the actual differences between a cricket and a grasshopper yeah so they're like little old men (laughs) and uh (laughs) celine fell in love with a mortal and she's like "Mm." Nah, how can we do this better? So instead, um, and I'm pretty sure he was like a shepherd or something like that. But Mm -hmm. um, He was a shepherd. Yeah, and she's like, look at that pretty man. I want him to stay pretty forever. And apparently, if you're asleep in Greek mythology, you don't age. So she asked that he would just sleep forever. And so he, he gained, he became immortal. He had eternal youth and he just slept forever. And she, uh, she had kids with them. That was a thing. Um, one of the, we, we hear in both folklore it's, and mythology. It's not a, <laughs> it's not a Greek, it's not a Greek god love story if somebody doesn't get raped. I mean, yeah. Is basically yeah. the moral of the story. And it's one of the few times, um, it's one of the few times it's it- the, uh, the woman who is, um, responsible. Anyways. Mm-hmm. So that's uncomfortable, but uh, <laughs> it's an uncomfortable myth. It's really they all kind of are though. It, if you think about it, like the first, it, 
they're yeah, they're all messed up. I mean, like all of Zeus's kids except for like two are <laughs> basically the result of um non-consent or like non-consensual consummation relationships essentially. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know? And if they are consensual, it's kind of like hair is going to kill her anyway. So I, I think the only, at least of the the big three of um, the brothers Zeus, uh, Hades, and um, and oh my God, Poseidon. Poseidon. I was going to say Neptune. I was like, that's Roman. Um, mm-hmm. His wife Amphitrite is uh, he, Poseidon and Amphitrite are the only ones with like a stable relationship. It's clearly an open really. It's an open relationship, but it's, he's, she's cool with it, you know? Oh, yeah. They're polyamorous. Yeah. We don't hear much about Amphitrite. It's basically just, like, Amphitrite, like, actually runs the kingdom and Poseidon just has the name of it. Yeah. That's how I always interpreted right? it as a kid. Yeah. Um, I mean, Hades and Persephone were kind of all right. Like, he did no. abduct her into the underworld. No. But he did kind of, he. No. What? They're this kind of. This is her niece. In the- this is his niece. She was a child. He kidnapped his they're child all, bride and forced her to stay all married rela- to him. They're all related to each other. Yeah. Hera and Zeus are siblings. She was still a maiden at the time. Yeah. Right. She was young and he did abduct her and that wasn't okay. But he didn't <laughs> rape her. And as far as the big three goes. I'm still team Poseidon. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to put a f- trigger warning on this. You really are. <laughs> you are. Yeah. I. I. I get. You know. I. I like Hades. I do. I like Hades and Persephone. Mm-hmm. But I hate when people yeah. romanticize their story because it is still. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's still, still him scummy. abducting her against her yeah. will. It's still scummy. Yeah. Let Let's. We can romanticize it. We can rewrite it. We can do all of our our young adult novel fiction type style story surrounding it. Sure. But don't forget where it actually comes from. Don't forget that it actually is pretty messed up. Let's not excuse it. Mm-hmm. Anyways, but Endymion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but Endymion, it's pretty terrible because she has, she has like a dozen kids by him. And it's just, he's not, he dreams that she visits him and he dreams that he has children, but he's not aware of any of it. Yeah, he's not. I don't, I don't know, like, I guess he's just out there on some field somewhere in Greece. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. I wonder. Yeah. I just stumble across him. Oh, there's a sleeping dude. Leave him alone. <laughs> right. But with the Selene and Endymion myth, it kind of links back to how Naoko Takeuchi, like, really did her research. Yeah. So, like, up, like... Princess Serenity and Prince Endymion don't match, like, literally anything except for, like, Earth, Moon, Forbidden Romance. Right. Um, that's, that's it. The names are used. That's... The, the names and the fact that she's a moon princess and that he's from, he's a human from Earth. Uh, but if, you know, mm-hmm. they are not meant to be the characters from the myth. Their names are clearly in, just inspired by the story. Mm-hmm. And there's like, and there's, um, oh my gosh, I can't remember, um, the Heavenly Maiden and the Cowherder in, um, East Asian mythology. Like, this is shared with China, Japan, Korea. I can't remember what it is. They have a festival called Tanabata, mm-hmm. July 7th, where, I can't remember, I know the woman's constellation is Vega of the Lyre, and I don't remember the man's. But basically, it was another, you know, forbidden romance where it's just, like, a heavenly being and an earthly man, and they're not allowed to be together, and, like, ultimately the gods separate them. But once a year, the Milky Way galaxy, you know, like, forms a bridge so that they can meet. Yeah. Um, the Chinese is Chunga. So, Chunga is the Chinese goddess. and um, Of the moon, yeah. Tsukuyomi yeah. uh, is the Japanese goddess. Tsukuyomi no Mikoto. I believe. Is it, is it, isn't Tsukinomi, Tsukiyomi, uh, it's a male goddess for the moon, because it's a female goddess for the sun in, Jap- right. in Japanese. Yeah, the, the goddess, yeah. the, so the, um, the god is Tsukuyomi, and the sun goddess is Ametarasu, 
and Amaterasu. Yeah, Amaterasu. And the but I'm pretty sure that Moon Goddess you're talking about is Chunga. That's that's no, that's it's not a moon goddess. It's a heavenly being, but it's not a it's She's not, not the like moon a goddess. goddess. Chang'e is Yeah, Chang'e is the Chinese moon goddess, but she has a different story. Oh, okay. I'm getting them all mixed yeah, up. Yeah, that's a different <laughs> Yeah, there's Tan yeah, Tanabata is a thing. And like it there's actually a Sailor Moon side story about Tanabata. I'm gonna go But that's that's way in the future. Tanabata, Star Festival, Hoshimatsuri. Looking to see if it has the names. Represented by the stars Vega and Altair. Cool. Anyways, yeah. we'll come back to that if we need. Orihime. Orihime. Yeah, or- Orihime and Hikiboshi. Hikoboshi. Hikoboshi. Mm-hmm. Yay! Okay. Anyways, um, but you know, so there's precedence in pretty much every culture of a heavenly being falling for an earthly being, uh, and how that's forbidden and they're torn apart. Um, I like that you pointed out that his so his English name I forgot completely forgot about his English name, but his English name is Darian Shields. Oh, I so forgot. They took his last the same name. thing so that like the Shields and I don't know like the origin of the name Darian. I think it's just because it sounds like Endemion. Do you think so? I, I literally think that's all it is. Because um, they they did kind of the same thing with her name Serenity or Serena. Her mm-hmm. name, in, uh, Usagi's name in English is Serena, short for Serenity. And um, that's literally it. It's just there's there's a an audible similarity. I could look it up right I'm now. I'm literally looking. I'm I'm looking it up right now. I'm just like, what is this? Um, Darian. Yeah, I don't know. It's an English name, it, variant of Darian. It, the meaning of the name isn't known Darian. for certain. Some people think it derives from Darius, um, which is pr- derived from the Persian. This one says it could uh, be... Raya Vahush. Which means wealthy or protector. Um, so, like, there's no real meaning. I guess you're right. It, it really does just sound close to Endymion. Yeah. <laughs> because in the in the English dub, the original English dub, he was both Darian Shields and Prince Darian. They're just like, we're not going to have a different name. You're just Darian. They did call him Prince Endymion. No, they didn't. Are you sure? Because I recall. Maybe I'm pretty sure. just in the manga. In, I think that was just in the manga, because I remember, like, the original English sub, it was... English sub? English dub, it was just Prince Darian. Huh. Well, they... Well, they kept an Endymion in the manga, I can at least say that. Yeah, they did. I get... Yeah, it's, uh, Earthborn Prince Darian. They kept the same name. I think they just didn't want to have to bother. With the name. <laughs> Trying to say it. <laughs> With the new name, like... Because... Like, this was a thing that was really common, especially, like, with foreign shows that had to be localized. They would have, they're just like, okay, if this is meant for kids, it's just like, let's not have a complicated name. So something like Endymion, um, you know, we can pronounce it. We could have probably pronounced it if they gave us the name pronunciation, but they're probably like, that's too hard for little kids, so Darian. Uh, <laughs> that's a good And name. people would be surprised. I think we're seeing it more and more. Um, different types of names in kids' media, but definitely back in the 90s, everybody got the whitest mm-hmm. white bread names because they're like, we want kids to be able to say them and pronounce them and something normal. And it's like, uh, like if your story, yeah, but it's just if your story takes place someplace else, don't name them like his name is Chad, her name is Sarah, <laughs> you know. <laughs> This is Bethany. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, it was it was the 90s. There was definitely not, like, any level of racial sensitivity. No. I'm pretty sure you could probably still get away with blackface oh, in the Lord. 90s. Uh, I mean... You know, like... Mr. Popo and Jinx. Yeah, you could. 
I mean, yep. we're not going to talk about, like, <laughs> black representation in Japanese media because it's a goddamn minefield. But like, it got all over, over Asia because... <laughs> here's here's the mean... thing, though. Endemian, a Greek name, still got, like, Angelicized. But, like, these characters still got over here mm-hmm. with very little alteration, you know? <laughs> They did, they did have to alter it because they did look, I don't know about Mr. Popo, but they did look at Jinx and they were like, oh no. Yeah, Popo became blue. (laughs) They changed Popo to blue, but like, I think when it was first airing in the US, he was still black. I think he was, because I I remember him being black. (laughs) Yeah, I did not at all link it to blackface because I had no real knowledge of blackface and I was just kind of wondering, like, he's wearing like the stereotype, like, Arabian clothes, yeah. you know, like, and I was just like, what is he supposed to be? But because he was like pure black, like this wasn't like a normal black skin color. Uh-huh. It was just straight black. I'm like, what is he? The, the reason it made me uncomfortable when I was younger was because I had watched a lot of the old Tom and Jerry cartoons with my mom. And there, um, there was the segments, there was the episodes with um, the mammy character and there's a certain Mm. way there's a certain way her body is built um the color of her skin was different but then like there was like a different color on the inside of the hands you know and that Mm -hmm. was very indicative of the way they were portraying them at the time and so mr popo right it didn't strike me as racist but it did make me uncomfortable because i was making that correlation it just didn't hit me that that's what it was because I didn't have a word for that yet. I was like, I saw that in Tom and Jerry and it was racist. I saw it here and it made me think of that and it made me uncomfortable. And then when I was older, I was like, oh yeah, that's because it was the same thing. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway. We're not gonna, we're gonna, we can talk about race and colorism when we get to Sailor Moon R because there's a lot of that around the portrayal of Sailor Pluto. Yes. Um, But we haven't reached her yet. Uh, Let's dial it all the way back to um Mamo-chan. And so there's so many ways to refer to him because there's Mamoru, there's um Darian, there's Mamo-chan and Endymion. And I like go through at least 3 of those in the same sentence. Yeah, <laughs> he's I think he has the most variety of names. Yeah, and it's because different characters are referring to him um in different ways, you know. You have mm-hmm. Usagi and later on Chibusa uh, calling him Mamo-chan, but the rest of the group tends to call him Mamoru, and in the context of when he- Yeah, Mamoru-san. Yeah, yeah. And, and in the rest of the context, when he's, you know, the prince, or the king later on, he's Endymion. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. All over Spoilers, the he becomes a king. Oh my god! <laughs> and, um- I don't know, if he didn't- he didn't know that already. And of course, and then you've got Tuxedo Mask, or in Japanese, Tuxedo Kamen. Yeah. So, all um, these people is the same person. It's the same person, and he's got six different names. I love it. And him. you get an extra, um, where we what? get to the fun that is uh, Moonlight Night. <laughs> oh my god. The Makaiju arc is gonna be so wild. We're gonna it's have to have, wild. like, three episodes dedicated to it. Yes. It's so much... Um, but Mamo-chan's blood type is A, so he's the same as Ami, so that blood type is the most common blood type, it's the one least discriminated against because it's the most common, and type A's are considered to be sensible, detail-oriented, organized, timid, anxious, reserved, or perfectionists. Um, I think the idea of type A is, like, the only thing from, like, the blood type categories that has actually transferred over to the west because i hear that like oh they're so type a oh yeah yeah you're Um, right i hear that too i don't hear that for literally any of the other three blood types but i always hear it's like oh you know they're type a yeah i feel like that's like the more conventional form of like calling someone anal retentive which links back to sigmund freud who's Who's most of his? He was a pioneer, but most of his work is basically garbage. Right. Um, he's dead. It's That's fine. how a lot of that stuff fight starts. Me? You have a starting um, point. It's not the ending point. <laughs> exactly. Um, and I think 
that really fits manga Mamoru because he's definitely like the more mature, like accomplished. He's very, he's also very smart, just like Ami. Um, he's also very rich, like Ami and Ray. Um, you know, but he does have, you know, except for when he's messing around with Isagi, he's really just this very serious, um, dependable guy. Yeah. He has a Kohai that's introduced in the next arc who just idolizes him, and it's very cute. Yeah. Um, it is really cute. He's just like, he's the ideal man, and it's so adorable. <laughs> yeah. He does, when, especially in the manga, his personality, you can tell, is, um, very his temperament his temperament is similar to that of ami um he's mm-hmm. very calm cool and collected except when it comes to isagi at the beginning he's a little bit of a jerk and he, he tends to be more playful with her and i i think it's just because yeah. she's so much the opposite that she kind of um draws out that range of emotion from him normally he's at one note, you know, he's very neutral, right. very neutral, very calm, cool, collected, not a lot of dynamics until she kind of pops up and just like, like wrecks his world with her madness and right. adorableness she, and her love. Because she's so, <laughs> she's so normal. She's such a normal kid. She's a brother And Mama Chen, you know? Yeah. And he's, I mean, his whole life is just trauma because he had a normal life up until the age of six years old. Where, like, I think it's on his birthday. It's revealed that him and his parents go for a drive for his birthday and then they get into a massive accident. I think they drive off a cliff. I think it shows like the car going off like the rails or whatever. And like he wakes up in the hospital and his parents are dead and he doesn't know who he is. Yeah. So, like, he spends, <laughs> he grows up, so then, like, 11 years pass to the start of the, uh, the manga, and he's just like, I keep having dreams of a lady calling out, like, the sil- about the silver crystal. I don't know what this is, and is this related to, like, my memory loss and this accident that I had that erased the first six years of my life? Yeah. Like, he has no memory of his parents. It's really sad. Yeah. Yeah, his his backstory. So it it kind of it kind of explains his drive to unravel this mystery because there's there's so much he just he can't remember, he doesn't understand. And I'm wondering if it's mm-hmm. just it gave him purpose because I mean, who are you after that point? He's an orphan. You know. Right. And like neither the manga nor the anime nor really any other I mean the live action does show that he has kind of like a benefactor that looks over, you know, that takes care of his finances because his parents were rich. So he has an inheritance, mm. but obviously like what's a six year old going to do with an inheritance. Right. So he, in the live action, he does have a benefactor that does kind of, you know, look after him and does look on him like a son. And there is a more familial relationship, but he always feels like set apart. And I think you see that more in the manga where he does feel like he's set apart from most people. Right. Um, The manga does show that he has some kind of power. And in the anime, he's practically a joke character sometimes. Yeah. You know? Because that's Tuxedo Mask. He's so bizarre. You know. And this is where I think... Oh, go ahead. I'll, I'll, I'll... This is where I think, like, his sun sign comes in. Because his sun sign is Leo. And when I read the manga, it's just like, he's the least Leo person I've <laughs> ever read. But in the anime, you know, he's got, like, ambitious. He's confident. He's a leader. He's loyal. He's devoted. He's intelligent. He's motivated. He's kind of vain. He's kind of controlling. Like, he's mean to Usagi more than he is in the manga. Like, he, like he, every time he sees her when he goes to hang out with Motoki... He's always, like, needling her. Because he just, he finds enjoyment just kind of messing with her. Yeah. And, like, I get it, dude. <laughs> <laughs> messing with an easy target is, sometimes it's just a lot of fun. She, her reactions are always so extra. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it, I find when you go to anime conventions and stuff like that, okay, so my experience with other people in the anime community has been people fall into two camps. Um, 
not everybody, but you find these two camps really commonly. And it's, some people are under the impression that Sailor Moon is a character, um, a girl team, and that when things get bad, a man shows up and fixes the problem. And it's just kind of like, where is that coming from? And then there's the other camp who goes, you know, Sailor Moon's an anime where the girls are fighting, the guy shows up, does nothing, says a few things, and then leaves again. You know? And I, I'm more of that camp when it comes to the anime. I don't know why some people yeah. think he shows up and fixes anything. <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't. He shows up literally to provide a distraction. But you've heard that like, he tape, literally right? Sh- Oh yeah, I've definitely heard, like they're just they're just waiting for Tuxedo Mask to come in and like save them. And it's like nobody is waiting for Tuxedo yeah. Mask to come and save them. <laughs> I mean, that does happen on like a couple occasions where like sh- because she wants to see him, she hopes that he'll show up yeah. to help her. Like especially like in the early days of the anime where she didn't have as many friends with her, mm-hmm. you know? So she's just kind of like I know where they are and they're not here. How, like, how can they get here? So she, like, hopes for Tuxedo Mask to show up because she knows her friends can't get there. In and time. he randomly shows and up that's all not the so time. Much. <laughs> and he shows up all the time. And, like, I don't, and considering how he shows up all the time, I don't think it's a stretch of the imagination for her to, like, want him to show up. Yeah. Because, again, like, Usagi's a very romantic person in here, and he, he strikes a very romantic figure. He's this dude in a tuxedo with this glorious cape checks a rose. that never, like, bunches up. He chucks a rose. He wears a mask. He has a top hat that doesn't move. Like, this man <laughs> is clearly magical. Um, Even more so sometimes than the senshi. Like, the senshi makes sense. Tuxedo mask doesn't. No. Like, at all. I love him so much. Up. I've gone through. <laughs> he shows up. I've gone through phases. I, I, I mean, he shows up. He throws a rose. He gives some words of wisdom. Sometimes he actually fights a little bit, and then that's it, man. It's up to the girls from there. Yeah, especially like early days, he would definitely help out. He would jump in mm-hmm. because it was basically just him and Sailor Moon. Yeah. For a few episodes there, and then it was him, Sailor Moon, and Sailor Mercury, and she doesn't have any really offensive attacks in the anime in the first season. Yeah. And then, like, once Sailor Mars shows up, he has less to do, because Mars just is like, I'm just gonna let you on fire, and he's like, I can't compete with that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and Ami's is more of, like, a status effect. She makes the fog and obscures mm-hmm. the enemy's vision. Ami is, like, va- Ami is Vaporeon. <laughs> Yeah. Like, I never, like, like I would evolve an Eevee into a Vaporeon so I get the dex entry, but I never use Vaporeon. <laughs> no offense no, to no. all the Sailor Mercury fans. She gets better. They give her more things to do. Like, I love her as a character. As a fighter, she's le- she's less powerful um, until basically Super S stars. Mm-hmm then she kind of has an upgrade in her ability and she's more she has a more attack based skill set attack. <laughs> yeah. yeah but but yeah. she there's a different role in the beginning she's always actively involved it's just but oh anyways. yes look they'd never get anywhere without her yeah but um back to tuxedo mask uh the interesting thing about the anime is that in the manga He's very aware that he dresses up and, like, goes out as Tuxedo Mask trying to find the Ginsui show. But in the anime, like, there's, I don't remember which episode it was, but there's an episode where he's literally just walking or he's walking with, like, stuff in his hands and then he gets this headache and he literally just transforms into Tuxedo Mask. Yeah. And, like, there, for a few episodes, like, there's this disconnect between... Mamoru and Tuxedo Mask in that, like, he's not even really aware that this is something that he's doing. Um, the anime and makes then, some strange as choices it, with that character. They made some really weird choices. I think because if you read the manga, there's not very much to go on mm-hmm. in that first arc. It's like, who is this dude? He just kind of shows up. He's cool looking. Um, he's very attractive. Like, he's clearly the love interest. But, like, that's it. Like, he, he, it's, there's not much to work with. And so they, the manga doesn't have him 
hold a rose, like, ever. Except for in, like, art materials where he's holding flowers. Because they all have images where they're holding flowers. And I think with the anime, they were just like, we have to do something with this guy. Because he's clearly an important character. So they gave him the rose. They gave him basically couplets or like haikus sometimes i told myself to like write down what he was saying and to see if it was a haiku and then i never did (laughs) (laughs) but like he does like show up and he's and he scolds people for like hurting girls for like whatever the theme of that episode is yeah and um and he takes a more active role in the anime once we get to the rainbow crystal arc because then it seems like there's a merging of like Mamoru and Tuxedo Mask, where it's just, like, now he's aware that, like, that's who he is, and that's what he's doing, and that that's connected to these dreams that he has. Because when his uh, identity is revealed to Usagi, like, he knows who he is at that point, and he knows that um, the Dark Kingdom is after him because he has two of the crystals. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's pretty um, effective in the beginning, or at least, like, when it comes to the shards, he always had a good time to, like, swoop in, take the thing, and then leave again. I really... He, he, I don't remember the first crystal he grabbed, but the last crystal he grabbed was the last crystal, the violet crystal, from poor Rep Butler. And it's just the funniest thing in all of Sailor Moon to me. Uh-huh. is just, like, as Zoys, like, goes to grab it, he just... Out of nowhere. Like, he hasn't been present in this episode at all. He just swoops in. He's like, the last crystal is mine. <laughs> Yoink! Farewell. And just, like, bounces. And Zoe's like, like, what just happened? <laughs> and, like, runs after him. And I'm just like, this is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. And I'm, I'm pretty sure, like, at that point, I was in that first camp that you mentioned of, like, Tuxedo Mask shows up to, like, save the Senshi. And when I was... Like, the very first time I watched the anime all the way through, so, like, the original Japanese um, with English subtitles um, that wasn't cut for American audiences, um, the first time watching that through was just me, like, appreciating Tuxedo Mask, Uh um, the way he was originally portrayed in Japan, rather than how he was portrayed in the English dub. And then that scene happened, and that was it. Like, I was just like, I am on (laughs) his side now and forever. This man is perfect. I will hear nothing bad about him. (laughs) Can I I read a few of these tuxedo maskisms? Please. Okay. I just just looked up tuxedo mask quotes. Here's here's a couple of them. Oh, he's so brilliant. A true boxer would never hit a beautiful young girl. Instead, he would embrace her gently. This one. It's so beautiful. A serenade fits a beautiful moonlight. moonlight. Ah, excuse me. A serenade fits a beautiful min, moonlit night. Noise that is painful to listen to shall all disappear immediately. Even a lovely flower will soon wilt if a poisonous energy eats away at it. Okay, this is a really good one. Turning a sacred place of learning into a battlefield is an unforgivable outrage. Now, Sailor Moon, teach them the ABCs of justice. Oh my god, I love this so much! had to say in english oh god you know or is this a trans is this a translation of what he said some in japanese of these, some of these are subbed <laughs> some of these are the subs okay um okay but don't get me wrong That's... they are just as awkward in english <laughs> oh they're so, they're so weird and i love how weird they are because you have to realize this is him showing up and then Coming up with this on the fly. Tuxedo Mask goes to improv. Right. Or maybe it's just part of when he transforms. This is just part of his persona. <laughs> he can't even remember saying these things. This is his power as Prince of the Earth. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. That just makes me think of the fact that in... So, okay. To 
go on a really weird tangent. Okay. In in Klingon romances, um, the men recite poetry while women throw things at them. Wait, say that again. In Klingon romances, oh, okay. the men re- the men recite poetry and the women throw objects at Is them. Is that like a courting ritual? that's a courting ritual that's a klingon courting ritual and so like my whole brain is just like tuxedo mask is a klingon man (laughs) he's reciting poetry or at least he's he's channeling one when he's in a (laughs) yeah he's channeling like klingon romance oh my god yeah yeah he's perfect he's like i will burke no argument anytime someone says like oh but he's so lame and it's like that's his charm yeah like that's the point my dude um there's a lot of there are rumors that the art that the director for the anime didn't like him as a character and so as the anime progresses he's just like especially in r he's just he makes a lot of dumb decisions (laughs) but at the same time he's like 18 to 20 years old so it's I remember being 18 to 20 and all the dumbass decisions I made. Right. So, and I didn't have to worry about, like, my one true love dying as a result of what I do and also condemning the earth for it. Right. So, <laughs> I didn't have that pressure. He's got a lot on um, his plate. He's an orphan. He randomly transforms without understanding why. He's having weird dreams about some lady telling him about a crystal. Like, good, good, good he got issues, okay? He has, he has one friend. He has one friend. Yeah. And he, and only in the anime. He doesn't, like, Motoki's not his friend in the manga. <laughs> like, the only time that they're friends is when he, like, brainwashes him into thinking that he's his now deceased friend Endo. Like, yeah. that's it. They don't have a relationship outside of that. It's only in the anime. And that whole thing is weird in its own way. Yeah. This guy, this guy, he's had it rough. Not to mention, like, the times he, he like, he gets brainwashed by the bad guy. Right? He gets abducted, he gets brainwashed, he's always used as a pawn against Sailor Moon. Yeah. He's actually the damsel in distress for Sailor Moon. Like, she has to protect him a lot of the times. She has to come to his rescue. He tries to protect her a lot of the times, um, and, like, by providing distractions for the monsters of the week, like, he does help her out, but he doesn't do the heavy lifting. Right. He more so... He offers her emotional support first and foremost. You know, he is there for mm-hmm. that. And yeah, he just, he's not the one who wields all the magical powers. He's just not. No. And we don't. He does have magical powers. It does get revealed in the manga later on. But um, yeah, he's not, compared to the others, he's not very special. In the anime, they never include him on their like, senshi briefings at the Hikawa Shrine. Mm-hmm. Um, but he loves and supports Usagi in a way that I don't think anybody else in her life does. Yeah. You know, like, he doesn't really... I mean, obviously in the first season of the anime, he, like, nags at her and, like, messes with her and teases her. And I think at one point, like, Motoki turns to him and it's like, why do you do that? He's like... It's just so, like, her reactions are just so funny. <laughs> you know, he's like, I don't even mean to do it. It just comes out of my mouth. And it um, is funny, because like I said, he's uh, so calm and cool and collected most of the time. It must be strange for a friend of his to see him out of the blue start harassing a girl like that. Just like, dude, where did that come from? You know? Right. She was like, Whoa. Oh, Shirley. Can you hear my dog? She's <laughs> yeah. She's got things to say. She she has opinions. She's saying she's not even in this room. Tuxedo mask is the best. Yeah, that's what she's saying. She's not even in this room. She she's all the way across the house now. Goodness, yeah, but she's loud. Um, let's talk about his appearance because this is something. His appearance in the anime is lampooned, <laughs> but I want to talk about his appearance in the manga first because he's gorgeous. Yeah, first and foremost, look, if you look in at the manga, he is sexy. Oh my gosh, if you look at literally any of the art book work for him, it's just like, 
damn. And he falls under, like, the Prince Eric complex. Mm-hmm. So, I've Don't told you about the Prince Eric complex. Wise. So, yeah. So, for those of you who don't know, the Prince Eric Complex is something that was born out of The Little Mermaid, which came out in 1989. And this is something that I've noticed of, so, girls that were born, straight women, um, gay men, fewer gay men, mostly straight women. Male attracted people. Between, (laughs) yeah, between the ages, people attracted to men. Yeah. Between the eight, who were born between 1985 to 1993, all have a slight, all have this attraction to men who have full dark hair, prefer like black, full black hair with blue eyes, and who are tall and kind of strongish. Not like super cut, like we're used to seeing with the, like the Marvel superheroes, but clearly very physically capable. Broad, broad. And that all originates from Prince Eric and the Little Mermaid. <laughs> and so when I see Mamo-chan in the manga, it's just like, oh, it's Prince Eric, but even more idealized. Right. And like, he's so stylish and he's so good looking and like, his school uniform is just crisp, you know? Yeah, I, I even feel like he doesn't wear the top hat as much in the manga, but when he does, it's Mm-mm. a lot less awkward looking. Like, in the anime, mm-hmm. it, w- why does it look so weird? And his mask looks super weird, too. Like, in the manga, she does a lot to make the mask look attractive. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And you don't have that same effort in the anime. He looks very awkward in the anime. I, I think that was just like the production line. Like yeah. they had to they had to push this out pretty fast. Yeah. So that was just like production, a product of its time. Like it's not going to look as sharp or as clear as it could look now. Yeah, but there's so much more love. If they made to- an effort to it. <laughs> Uh, but there's so much more love put into the depiction of him in the manga. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the anime, so when it comes to the women's fashion in the anime, there was definitely a lot more attention of, like, this is how women in this, like, I think it was Shibuya where they where they were animating this. And, like, this is what women in Shibuya wear. Um, I don't know what the men wore, but, like... That ain't it. But that ain't it. Everybody <laughs> loves... So, like, his default outfit is him wearing, like, a green sports jacket, a black turtleneck, and lavender Purple pants. pants. I don't know what color his shoes are. I've never looked. <laughs> and it's such a look. I think it would be less ridiculous if it wasn't for the lavender pants. Right? Why do they I contrast? think it would be a less ridiculous look. But it was just like somebody made the decision to be like, whatever, his pants are lavender now. Like, and the way I'm looking at some of his outfits now, like, I think his only okay color wise outfit is like his little jogger outfit, which is still weird, but it's all like shades of blue. His jogger red. outfit is so it weird. It is so weird, but the colors are not bad. And I'm looking at some of his other ones. There's one outfit here. He's got, like, this royal blue button-up shirt with, like, these sherbet orange pants. There's this one where he's got this bright yellow top, and it's, like, trimmed. The, the pockets and the, um, like, the placard and collar are purple. So it's, like, purple on yellow with these blue pants uh, here's a lime green one with his purple pants. He likes lavender pants. Here's a pink one. You know what? Pink top, lavender pants. That one's okay. That's a lot. His pink, his pink top, lavender pants. Yeah, is is something that I see a lot in Sailor Moon R when I like when I'm watching it, and it's like his dad outfit. Yeah, I like his dad outfit. That's I'm fine with that. That's his dad outfit. That's him being like, I'm I'm grown up and I have to take care of my child now. That's his dad outfit. Yeah. Um, like literally his only stylish outfit in the anime is <laughs> his tuxedo. <laughs> yeah. 
is oh, his tuxedo this is and his sweet. prince outfit. Oh wait, no, this his is princely out. armor. His princely armor is so good, especially um, in the manga. That's my that's. Oh god, it's so good in the manga. Well, I mean, like in the anime, they have to take shortcuts because they can't animate everything. Yeah. But, um. So like I. I understand more now as an adult than I would as a child. Like, when I'm reading the manga, I'm like, everything is so detailed and gorgeous. Why can't they put this on screen? Me growing up, meeting animators, understanding yeah. <laughs> how this works. And it's like, yeah, no, that makes sense. Especially without <laughs> I any kind of digital. Things aren't digital. Things weren't digital during the first anime either. Mm-hmm. So it was that much harder. Mm-hmm. Um... um. What was I? Sorry. I was going to say something. But yeah, like having entered the workplace and understanding what work is like, like, no, 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 you get a pass. I'm not going to be mad at you about this. But his armor was like the one thing that I had an issue with in the live action because they completely changed the prince look in the live action. And I was like, mm, that's ugly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you failed. It's just like, I was like, I was with you on literally everything, but this, you lost me. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. I'm like, I'm still um, looking at some images of his outfits. His pants are always so high. It's glorious. See, that's the thing. The pants were high in the 90s. Like, not Urkel high. Like, his pants are never Urkel high. But, like, They're, it was a lot of high-waisted they stuff. They were up there. Yeah. Mama Chen, like, in the anime, fell prey to, like, late 80s, early 90s men's fashion. I feel like he leans towards 80s, though. Yeah. I think that kind of falls in line with the fact that he's, like, an older person, especially in the anime. Yeah. You know? So he dresses a little older, Mm -hmm. and so he's not quite as stylish. I don't know. I wish, like, I could interview the animators and be like, explain. So what is this? <laughs> all of these outfits. Like, where did this come from? Yeah. But they might not remember, like, you oh. know, because it was so long ago and it was such a crunch time probably for them to animate it yeah. and have it ready for, like, a Saturday airing. That they were just like, look, I don't know, man. I just drew a vague shape and thought, like, yeah, that's what people wear. <laughs> I think that's probably I see people- the case. Judging by most of yeah. these, like, uh, the, the fashion in the well, manga, though, is so good. I think, too, because the animators were men, so they'd be like, well, this is what I wear. <laughs> and I don't know that male animators are known for their fashion You're probably sense. right. <laughs> so it could have just been, because they were, because I've seen, like, articles where they're like, no, we specifically looked at stylish women around us. But then, because there are so few male characters, like, like, Mamoru is the only male, like, consistent male character in the show. They're like, we know what from, men like, wear. Mokoki. Yeah, they're like, no, we know what men wear. I'm a man. Look at me. Look at what I'm wearing. This is what I wear to the gym. I roll up my sleeves and wear this bizarre color-blocked thing. This is normal. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we solved it. But I, um... I told you about the Sacramento Bridge, right? It's that sickly golden orange color. It's not, it's kind of like golden green. Yeah. Did I tell you about the bridge? Yeah. Why it's that color? Yes. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, so uh, my my dad was in, I'm going to say it for the stream, but uh, my dad's an engineer. He was involved uh, with the construction of the design and the construction with that. Um, he actually showed me a big binder he had uh, that has swatches and designs and things like that. And uh, the swatches were there and he showed me and he showed me which ones they picked out. And he paused for a long moment and he said, it looked a lot better on paper. Um, <laughs> they let the engineers pick the color instead of getting like a designer. in. <laughs> That's why it's that color. <laughs> Yep. Yep. So, you know, uh, designers exist for a reason. Yeah. yeah, this is why you have, like, consultants every so often. And then I think once they, like, locked into certain outfits, they're just like, we just have to use these forever. <laughs> We're committed to this now. We know how to draw this. 
Everybody draw yeah. it. Everybody draw it. You draw this till the end of time. Mamo-chan doesn't have a fashion sense. And I'm sure that they were all, like, really appreciative and stars when he, like, is just dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, we don't have to worry about what he He's wears. Gone, yeah. But then they have the star. Anyway. We'll get to it when we get to it. All I have to say is is that it is my dream to go to an anime convention, which makes no sense because I would show up and not know like 99.9% of all the anime that they would be showing. But to show up cosplaying one day in like the green jacket, purple (gasps) pants, and then the next day is tuxedo mask. That would be great. Like, I just, I just want to be him. Like, I... Even if I don't have the tuxedo mask outfit, like, I just want to do the green jacket, black turtleneck, purple pants. We're doing this. And it's those damn, it's those damn lavender pants. I can't find them anywhere. I'd have to make them. I will make them. them. I can't make things. Make me some lavender pants, and I'll find a green jacket, and I've, like, black turtlenecks are everywhere. And I'll be Mamo. I'll be Mamo Chan. Okay. Let's find a jacket and just alter it. I'm sure that would be easier than Mm. making it from scratch. Oh, we're not going to make the jacket. We're going to find We'll make the pants, though. Pants are easy You can enough. find it. Yeah. Pants are Speaking easy. for myself, y'all. Are they? No. No, I pants no are not idea. easy, I, but I'm not they're a easier than a... Jackets. Jackets are a pain. <laughs> they're easier than a jacket. Yeah. yeah, I'd rather just alter a jacket than make it from scratch. Uh, we could probably get mm-hmm. a men's jacket and alter it. Anyways, that is a discussion oh, yeah. for later. When conventions are... Cosplay yeah, goals. When, Mama Chen and his terrible fashion. When conventions exist again. <laughs> oh, that's right. They don't exist anymore. Uh, no. That's wild. Really. No, I forgot. Yeah. I forgot. The world came to a stop. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I miss cosplayers. <laughs> right? And on, and on that super depressing note... Uh, if you want to reach us to give us your opinions, thoughts, concerns, ideas, uh, you can email us at oshiokiyothepodcast at gmail.com. That's O-S-H-I-O-K-I-Y-O-T-H-E podcast at gmail.com. Got it right this time. Uh, we don't have any other socials at this moment. We'll let you know when we do. Uh, but anything else you want to add? Mm, nope. Until next time. Remember, be good or skinny go at that. Oshiokia. Oshiokia.